0: Hello and welcome to the Under the Rug podcast. In this podcast, I tell stories I find interesting, things that keep me up at night, including frauds, missing persons, mysteries, murders, basically all things true crime. I have long been fascinated by true crime and love to discuss it with people. There are cases that, for better or for worse, stick with me, And some of them are well-known, but there are also some lesser-known cases that I read of in the news as they happened and then never heard of again. Those are the cases I'm eager to talk about, the ones I want to awaken people to. And while this case I'm covering today seems to have grasped the attention of millions of people, we don't know how it will end up and if it will eventually fade to the backs of our memories too. I desperately hope it doesn't. This is the missing person's case of Gabby Petito, as of September 19, 2021. Gabrielle Gabby Petito is a 22-year-old nutritionist from Long Island, New York. Friends and family describe Gabby as fun-loving, free-spirited, and kind. Gabby met her boyfriend, 23-year-old artist Brian Laundrie, at school in Long Island. However, when Brian's family moved to Northport, Florida, they drifted apart. At some point, they reconnected and in 2019 started dating. Things went so well that Gabby moved to Florida to live with Brian and his family. Eventually, Brian proposed and she said yes. While things seemed perfect on social media, according to Gabby's mom, Nicole Schmidt, the couple called off their engagement and went back to being boyfriend and girlfriend citing that they felt too young to commit to marriage. Though, this change of plans didn't seem to affect their love for each other. The couple had once road tripped cross country and decided they wanted to do it again, this time committing to the Instagram-worthy van life. From what I understand, Gabby's stepfather and mother own a Ford Transit and allowed Gabby and Brian to transform this into their van home for the next few months. Following Gabby's brother's graduation in New York on July 2nd, 2021, Gabby and Brian embarked on their road trip with their final destination set to be Oregon on Halloween. From Instagram pictures, we can see that the couple was making the most of the trip. From surfing the great sand dunes to bathing in the mystic hot springs, it was all so picturesque. And Gabby and Brian appeared to be in bliss, and maybe they were for a little. But as many of us understand, Social media does not give the full picture. On August 12th, Moab, Utah police were called to a domestic dispute. A witness said they saw a couple fighting outside the Moonflower co-op and the female appeared to hit the male in an attempt to get into the van he was keeping her out of. When police responded, they found Gabby crying uncontrollably. She explained that she did not intend to hurt Brian. She was just stressed and felt that he was being unsupportive of her hope to make it as a travel vlogger. Brian reiterated these sentiments and voiced concern for her getting in trouble. Police deemed Brian the victim. Brian told police he didn't have money for a hotel, so they arranged for him to spend the night away from Gabby in a nearby hotel. Gabby seemed upset by this and said she did not have much experience driving the van. Gabby was not charged as the police felt it was a mental health break more than anything. The full police body cam footage of the incident is available to watch. If you do watch the entire thing, you will notice two interesting things. The first being, Brian states that they have been traveling for months together when we know they set out on July 2nd. Second, Gabby states that part of her behavior was due to the fact that she feared Brian would take the van and leave her behind. The next day, an employee of Moonflower Co-op, Kylan Schult, and her wife Crystal Turner were murdered in Moab. This is definitely an eerie coincidence, but just that. Moab is a town of 5,200 people, so chances are there aren't too many places to shop. The sheriff overseeing this investigation has come forward saying they do not believe there is a connection between these two cases. Now, August 24th is a significant date in Gabby's timeline because it's the last day that Gabby is confirmed to have been alive. On this day, Gabby was caught on security camera leaving a Salt Lake City hotel. She also FaceTimed with her mom this day and according to her mom, she alluded that things were not smooth sailing between her and Brian. This is understandable because we know, just 12 days before, police had to intervene and arrange time apart between the two. The next day, the 25th, Gabby was texting with her family and is believed to have been in the Tetons. This has been corroborated by a witness who claims to have seen the van at Jenny Lake Parking Area, though they did not see the couple. Also on this day, Gabby makes her final Instagram post, a photo of her holding a knit pumpkin in front of a monarch butterfly mural. The caption reads, Happy Halloween! Users on Reddit and Twitter have speculated that Gabby did not post the photo, and that it is actually an older photo based on her hair roots, which appear blonder than other recent photos. While the mural has been confirmed to be in Ogden, Utah, Perhaps this is a photo from her previous journey out west. I don't want to play into wild theories, just list the facts. But one interesting connection I've made from her August 25th post is that her trip was supposed to end on Halloween. On August 26th, a man named Hunter Lee Mannies claims to have spoken with Brian at Bullwinkle's, a bar in West Yellowstone, Montana, He said the encounter took place between 10 p.m. and midnight. It was was kind of one of those people, it was almost like he looked through you. Uh, I didn't notice him using a phone, uh, things that the FBI have asked. Uh, We did notice that he had a backpack. We left about 11.50 and he was still there. Uh, My friend was visibly uncomfortable. She even made a comment on the way to the car about serial killers and kept watching behind us to make sure he wasn't following us. On August 27th, Gabby sends more texts to her family. A YouTuber couple was filming in Grand Teton and actually caught the white Ford Transit by Spread Creek on Forest Road. The footage was taken at about 6pm. The couple, from Florida, says they noticed the Florida plates on the van and wanted to say hello. But the lights were out and it appeared no one was there, so they left we came across a white van that had Florida plates, a small white van. We were going to stop and say hi because we're from Florida too, but the van was completely dark. There was nobody there. So we decided to continue on our way. Yeah, the van looked like it was pretty much, uh, kind of abandoned. We figured maybe they were out hiking or they were just chilling inside. There was no doors open, you know, it was just, um, just kind of, you know, need to see a Florida plate, you know, on the other side of the country is not something you see all the time. But we wanted to include this in the video just in any way that we can help and get this out there to be able to find Gabby Petito. So if you could share it, if you know anything, um, please don't hesitate. Yeah, we're as we're coming up on it, we're approaching it up here on the left hand side. This is most definitely Gabby Petito's Transit van. It's kind of wild, like it's sane a little bit. Because we drove past, we actually weren't able to find any sites, and we ended up driving back through, solid again, but here it is on the left. And if you're interested in watching the video, it's on YouTube by a user called Red White and Bethune. Um, the video is titled, Is This Gabby Petito's Van Caught on YouTuber's Camera? Read description. Um, I do believe this is her van based on the stickers and also the location of this van. Obviously, it's a pretty common van, but you can see as they slowed it down that the stickers seem to match what we see in the police body camera footage. Two days later, on August 29th, Gabby was supposed to meet with her friend Rose Davis in Yellowstone. Rose describes being blown off by Gabby as uncharacteristic and was surprised that she didn't get a text considering it was Rose's birthday. Also on this day, a TikToker by the name of Miranda Baker claims that she and her boyfriend picked up Brian as a hitchhiker at 6 p.m. by Coulter Bay in Grand Teton He offered them $200 to take him just a few miles to Jackson. They were going that way and let him in. While Brian was with the couple, he told them that he had been camping alone while his fiance worked on their social media page. When we picked him up, he had a backpack, long sleeves, a hat on, and scruff. Um, He wasn't clean shaved, and he had hiking boots on, but he didn't look dirty. The only thing dirty about him were his shoes. The woman, Miranda, mentioned Jackson Hole, and when she did this, she says that Brian's demeanor changed completely. Why he like became agitated, I don't know. Um, he just was very set on getting out of the car, which is why we pulled out by the dam, and that's why he got out. I. I don't know why he wanted to get out so bad. I don't know what other place he wanted to go to because there's only one Jackson. He has to be let out, and they left him by the Jackson Dam, not far from where they picked him up. On August 30th, Gabby sends one final text to her mom. No service in Yosemite. Gabby's mom questions whether or not this text was from her daughter. Why did Gabby say Yosemite when she was supposed to be in Yellowstone? Now, this is something I confuse a lot. I say Yosemite when I'm talking about Yellowstone. But I'd like to think that if I were actually there, then I would finally get it right. So that is kind of strange that she'd make a mistake like that. September 1st is rumored to be the day that Brian arrived at his parents' home in Northport, Florida. It is rumored that we know this because Brian was pulled over by police in Florida, and while I have seen this on Reddit, I could not find proof or where this evidence came from, so please take it with a grain of salt. But what we know is that Brian did arrive home with the Ford Transit van without Gabby. He did not report her missing or contact her family. Gabby's family had not heard from her either, and when they learned that Brian returned home with the van, Without her, panic set in. Finally, on September 11th, Gabby was declared a missing person. The van was searched by police and possible pieces of evidence were taken. To date, we do not know what these items are. Gabby's family feared that Brian left Gabby stranded with limited resources in a landscape full of dangerous predators. By September 16th, Brian was named as a person of interest in Gabby's disappearance. He did not want to speak with police and invoked his Fifth Amendment right. When police showed up to his house days earlier, his parents handed them a business card for Brian's lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, and that was that. On the evening of September 17th, the Laundries contacted local authorities requesting they come to their house. Police made their way through protesters shouting, where's Gabby, to enter the home. On Twitter, the Northport police made clear that they were there at the laundry's request and were not speaking with Brian. They brought bags out of the home and people speculated that this must be evidence, but they were wrong. The bags brought out contained pieces of Brian's clothing that canine dogs could get his scent from because he too was now missing. Following word of Brian's disappearance, Gabby's attorney, Richard Stafford, released a statement on behalf of her family. It reads, All of Gabby's family want the world to know that Brian is not missing. He is hiding. Gabby is missing. When the Laundries met with police, they claimed that they had not seen their son since Tuesday, September 14th, but believed he was in the Carlton Reserve in Florida, a 25,000-acre nature preserve in Sarasota County, Florida. Yesterday, September 18th, upwards of 50 policemen spent the day searching for Brian in this reserve. You have to wonder what his parents know. Was this all a distraction? It's important to note that if Brian is found there, he is not under arrest. He is being looked for for the same reasons Gabby is. While searches for Brian should not distract from Gabby's search, we should all hope that he is found alive because I believe the answers lie with him. Gabby could be anywhere, and chances are slim that she will be found without Brian's cooperation. As of yesterday, the police revealed that they do now have access to Gabby and Brian's cell phone data. This will be crucial moving forward. Now that I've laid out the facts, I'd like to share a theory I've based on some rumors I've heard. There are rumors that Brian flew home for a few days in late August before returning and driving the van back to Florida. And from the body camp footage, we saw how apprehensive Gabby was to drive the van. It's possible that when Brian returned, he could not find Gabby. I've also heard that the tent they had with them is missing. So who's to say Gabby is not camping out somewhere with the tent? This is just a theory, and perhaps I'm being too optimistic. Usually the truth in these mysteries follows the principle of Occam's razor, that the simplest explanation is usually the best one. If you have any information that may be beneficial to this investigation, please contact the FBI at 1-800-225-5324. If you have any information regarding the double murders of Kylan Schultz and Crystal Turner, please contact the MOAB police. I know we all want to help, but please remember, and this is true with all active investigations, to not unnecessarily insert yourself into the investigation. Also, as of right now, there is no evidence of a crime, so we can't point fingers. If you are invested in this story and want to hear more, I highly recommend checking out the Going West podcast. They have been covering this story from the beginning and have done a phenomenal job. One thing I'd like to add, and please know that this is not a criticism of Gabby or her family, but more of the media, very rarely does a missing persons case get this much attention, and it's typically because the person missing is a white girl. While it's great that this case has gotten the coverage it has, please do not forget about the thousands of missing persons who are not Gabby Petito. If you are interested in this case, Know that there are many other missing persons also waiting to be found. My sources for today's podcast come from CNN, New York Times, FBI.gov, and more. I'm committed to providing you with the best information possible. So if you have any questions about where I got information, have a correction to tell me about, or if you know Gabby and have something you want to share, please reach out to the UTR podcast at, at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. I hope to update this case as more information becomes available. Let's all hope that this nightmare ends soon for Gabby's family and that she can be brought home safely.